and welcome back to another episode of Mormon History Podcast. This is your host, Skyler. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that everything is going well for you. I'm finally starting to feel a little bit better. I had strep throat and I am a moron. I didn't read the instructions well enough on my antibiotics and it said take two each day and I was only taking one and a little bit, you know, after a few days I started feeling kind of crappy again. I'm like, what is going on? I better not be sick for the third time in three weeks and it turns out that I'm just dumb, wasn't taking the right dose and so now I'm taking the right dose and feeling a little better today, so that's good. Let's see. Not a whole lot new going on. Getting married on 420 on April 20th and remodeling the house right now, trying to wrap up the kitchen and some other things. Yeah, so life's busy. I did not watch conference. That's not something that I care to necessarily do right now. But, interestingly enough, this talk that I'm going to discuss today was a conference talk a couple years ago. So, when I was in the church still, and I was in Elder's Quorum, we had this lesson called, If Ye Had Known Me, and it was a conference talk given by uh, Bednar. And so, when the person teaching the lesson started talking about it, it kind of struck a chord with me because I was like, wait a gosh darn minute. And so let me read the opening statements and we will go from there. So this was from 2016 by Bednar. It says, as the Savior concluded the Sermon on the Mount, he emphasized the eternal truth that, quote, only by doing the will of the Father is the saving grace of the Son obtainable, end quote. He declared, quote, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. End quote. Our understanding of this episode is enlarged as we reflect upon an inspired revision to the text. Significantly, the Lord's phrase reported in the King James Version of the Bible, I never knew you, was changed in the Joseph Smith translation to, Ye never knew me. Consider also the parable of the ten virgins. Recall that the five foolish and unprepared virgins went to obtain oil for their lamps after hearing the cry to go and meet the bridegroom. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the five foolish virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. All right, I'm just going to read that part, but the part that got me when I heard this lesson is when he said, uh, our understanding of this episode is enlarged as we reflect upon an inspired revision to the text. So he's saying 
Significantly, the Lord's phrase reported in the King James Version of the Bible, I never knew you, was changed into Joseph Smith translation to, ye never knew me. So basically, it's taking the blame of the Lord, you know, saying that, well, I don't know who you are, to blame us for being the ones that don't know him. You know, he's just saying, you know me not, not I know you not. Now, that might be just wonderful, right? I'm so glad that Joseph Smith was able to revise the Bible and take out the incorrect uh, information in it and use the, uh, the Heavenly Father or the Lord to get inspired, right? And bring forth what should have been in there. Rut row. There's a problem with that. Can you guess what it is? Survey says, if you click on the footnote for that talk, it takes you to a, you know, place in the Bible, New Testament, Matthew 7, right? Well, I'm not a scriptorian by any means, but it seems to me, if I recall, oh, so let me, let me back this up. So in class, uh, when he reads that, I, I raise my hand and the teacher calls on me and I'm like, um, problem, I recall that there is a chapter in the Book of Mormon in 3rd Nephi, which uh, has a little in the footnotes to tell me to compare it to Matthew 7 and... If I read in, you know, verse uh, 21, 22, and 23, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Holy crap. Bednar, what are you thinking? Correlation department, what are you thinking? Here, Bednar is giving a talk, basically saying that Joseph... Well, first off, Joseph Smith, what are you thinking? Really? You have a scripture that is not only found in the Bible, but is also found in the Book of Mormon, which is the most correct book... But yet you decide to have a Joseph Smith translation of the Bible, right? The inspired version. It seems to me that if the Bible got it right and the Book of Mormon got it right, then it's right. So anyways, in class, I raised my hand. I'm like, um, this is an issue to me because... The Book of Mormon is the most correct book. It was literally translated by the gift and power of God. And according to Joseph Smith and others, unless it was 100% correct, they could not move on. And Joseph Smith read it back. So if it was good for the Lord back then, why then is it now a Joseph Smith translation? And also, why is the footnote in Bednar's talk only referencing Matthew chapter 7 and not 3rd Nephi? Come on, correlation department. 
Come on, Bednar. You're better than that, I think. I mean, you're falling behind. If if you're really using that as an example and telling us why this was such a great change that Joseph Smith made, but yet you're throwing the Book of Mormon under the bus too because it literally says the same thing word for word because we know Joseph Smith copied it from the King James Version Bible, but it says the exact same thing word for word in the Book of Mormon. Literally, word for word. So, what do you do with that as a member? Hmm? What do you do with that information? If you have a, an apostle, if you have one of the 12 that's giving you a talk, telling you that the Bible is wrong and that the Joseph Smith translation, the inspired revision, was inspired, but yet you have a aha moment of the Book of Mormon having the exact same scripture in it, but yet it wasn't changed. What do you do with that information? And it's kind of interesting because the Elders Quorum president, he was like, well, what do you mean? It's word for word? I'm like, it is word for word. It's ex- I mean, it's literally the same scriptures. And he, he didn't have an answer. He was just like, well... I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I I didn't I did not listen to conference like I said. I heard there were some gems in there. Uh maybe I will listen to some of those gems, but um I I had some interest I had a lot of interesting comments uh from my last podcast I did on made up scriptures and it reminded me of this because it reminded me, well, of the Joseph Smith translation and also reminded me of, you know, this experience. And it's, um, I don't know. I was, as a member, I mean, obviously I've, it's not like I was a TBM and my, you know, I had like this massive faith crisis, one day believing it was true and the next day not. And so I had been, I had been reading the Book of Mormon um, and making notes in the app, like highlighting stuff and making notes and being like, well, that's interesting, that's interesting. And so I had literally just read through that part, I believe, when um, this became one of the lessons in Elder Quorum, and I was just like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just literally read this in the Book of Mormon. And so why would Joseph Smith say that it's, you know, an inspired change? Um, but yeah, this is going to be a super short episode because I don't really have, I don't really have a ton to follow up on that other than I just wanted to share that as an example of something that was funny um, where kind of uh, the correlation department failed on that one, as well as Bednar failed on that one. Um, I, I wonder if anyone's pointed out to him, but it's still up. It still talks about it. It still does not uh, reference 3rd Nephi. So anyways, um, that's it for me. I hope you don't feel like this was a waste of time for you to listen to only uh, like 13 minutes, but 
I love you guys. I, um, I'm always here for anyone that needs to talk. Um, and like I said, I'm just going to keep doing these episodes as I find interest and I find time. And if it's 13 minutes long, so be it. Uh, if it's an hour long, so be it. But that's the way that I'm going to roll from now on with uh, Mormon History Podcast is I'll just do it on what I want to do it on and um, hopefully provide you guys with some interesting stuff. And I'm always willing to look into things for people. Um, I have someone that wants me to look into something. So um, I'm going to do that. And yeah, I hope that you guys have a beautiful um, week ahead of you whenever you're listening to this and that um, if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out to me. You can do so by emailing me at mormonhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook, either personally or through the Mormon History Podcast Facebook page. And you can leave a message on Mormon Discussions website, however, however you want to do that. And um, as always, you know, it's awesome if you can go onto iTunes and leave a Leave a rating and a review, and yeah, if you want to, check out uh, Critical Darkness. It's another podcast I do on true crime. So have a beautiful day, and we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for tuning in to a very short episode of Mormon History Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will tune in next time for another episode of Mormon History. And as always, have a good one.